and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally, and often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels, and that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right, a space for prayer, meditation, journaling, a space to write down your clear and intentional dream life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. I don't know about you, but when I got started in business, I honestly would say I'm not a business person. (laughs) I would say I just like people. I was a clinical psychologist who got into network marketing and I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just love people and I love help. And so here we go. And it turned into a lot of learning forward, right? Where you're taking action, you learn as you go. And there's some pieces of business that I feel like have never quite been my wheelhouse. And what I've learned throughout these years of entrepreneurship is that you don't always need to know everything. You don't need to be the expert in all the aspects of your business. You just need to know how to find them. And so our next guest is a powerful catalyst for coaches who are ready to get back into their zone of genius. She is a CEO of Done For You Copywriting and has helped coaches and independent service professionals from a variety of backgrounds take control of their marketing so it's not controlling them. She has an innovative approach to marketing for the coaching and private practice industries, which proves to be a huge asset for entrepreneurs looking to hone their branding and scale their business. Big dream cast. Welcome to Hannah Hermanson. Hey, hey. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I am eager to talk to you today because I feel like you have a skill set that not everybody does. And that's a pretty cool place to be because a lot of us get into business because we love our passion. We love our programs. We know that we can offer results, but we don't always know how to get the message out to the world. So before we talk a bit about what you're doing now, I'd love to hear a little bit of your backstory and how you got here. I have to tell you, I wasn't born knowing I am meant to be a copywriter for coaches. I had to do a lot of my own 
sifting and sorting to realize that this was a zone of genius that I have. Because I started in a very traditional path. I grew up in the Midwest, maybe like yourself, Denise. And I did all of the right things, You know, got good grades, went to college, graduated top of my class, got a nine to five job working in a cubicle as an academic advisor because I had only seen school. I was like, well, I'll be a teacher. And then I didn't want to be a teacher. And then I was like, well, college, I'll just stay in college because I just, that's all I knew. (laughs) So I was working as an academic advisor got my 401k, got my Toyota Corolla, decorated my cubicle with, you know, live, laugh, love signs. And then I just sat there (laughs) and I started looking at the people around me and realizing, I don't want to do this for the next 30, 40 years of my life. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. So I also had a passion for health. I was a I loved working out. So I would start playing hooky to go to the gym at my lunchtime. And then I became a yoga teacher after work because I was just looking for these like outlets, like these things to do other than work and go back to work and go home and think about work, right? So I became a yoga teacher. And in that community, I got really curious. And I think this is really key for people who are looking to make that move or who feel like there's something more. Like curiosity is such a superpower. So here I was at yoga at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. And I was curious, how are other people here? Like not everyone's playing hooky from their job. Well, come to find out people in my yoga class were somewhere in grad school. Okay, that's great. But a lot of them were entrepreneurs and they own their own businesses. And I got really curious then. And this is when I got connected with my first network marketing organization. And so I started the little at-home business, right? Alongside of my 9 to 5. And I was hosting parties and learning about skincare and telling all of my friends about this great opportunity. And I did really well. I was able to convey not just the products, but the story behind it and the why. And I didn't know at the time that that made me different or anything. But I did know in everything that I learned through network marketing, that it was about people. It wasn't actually about the products that you go with your products, but it was the people that were really growing my business. I'm sure you can relate to that. Denise is someone who's running a team of people, right? That's really where the opportunity lies. The more I was working with these people and growing my team, the more I started to see another opportunity to add in coaching. So I'd already been a yoga teacher. I'd worked with some wellness companies as I kind of followed this entrepreneurial career. So I added in coaching and... That really showed me what I really wanted to be when I grew up (laughs) was like in community with women, talking about what you want to be when you grow up and making a path to get there, how to make your dream life your real life. And for some people, network marketing is part of that. But for me, I realized that I wanted to move into just really having my own business, only selling my own sort of things. And so I started teaching people a lot of the principles that I had learned in network marketing. How do you tell your story and connect with other people's needs so that you can fill that gap with whatever you have? If it's lotion or a coaching program or a book that you want to write or a yoga practice that you want to teach them outside. So Dream Life is Real Life was born in 2016. And it was all about helping people figure out what they want to be when they grow up. You and I both worked with Jack Canfield. So the whole idea is like, what's the gap between where you are and where you want to be? And I worked with a lot of aspiring coaches 
much like yourself, much like people who are listening. And I did that for about five years until the beginning of this year, 2021, when I was getting that entrepreneurial itch. (laughs) I don't know if it's just me, but after like five years of doing anything, which I never really imagined myself being that way as a coach, but I did that for five years and I decided it was time for the next level. I wanted to scale my income, my income and my income, yes, double, my impact and my influence. I'm sure you've all felt some of that before. And so we pivoted into done for you copywriting, which we can talk a little bit about, but I feel like don't want to give you the whole thing. <laughs> if you're still with me or have questions, that's the real backstory of what's gotten us to this year. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I think you're right. We all have that choice to make. Do we follow that spark or do we sit in that cubicle for 30 years, even if we don't really like it because it becomes comfortable? We know what to expect. We understand the paperwork. But yeah, our soul is dying. Your mom approves of it (laughs) and everyone else is doing it. And yeah, I think in hindsight and just telling my little five minute blurb there, I'm I skip out on a lot of what it actually looked like. It all makes sense looking back how the dots were like, oh, network marketing led to coaching, coaching led to copywriting. Oh, but it was such a roller coaster of who am I to do this? Why me? This is crazy. I don't want to, you know, it's like it's there's so much there. So we can we can unpack that for sure. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> there is. There, I mean, if it were easy, we'd all be living our dream life. And so there's a lot of reasons why we stay where we are, even if we don't really like it. But the courage and the satisfaction of actually saying yes to your dream and going after it. And, and then of course the ups and downs along the way end up creating uh, businesses and people, right? We become people who uh, are worth, you know, we look back and we go, it was all worth it. So let's talk a little bit about copywriting because you were successful in your coaching business. You were helping aspiring coaches. Tell me a little bit about why you decided to expand in this way. I don't know if you all noticed, but during 2020, a lot of people decided to start online businesses. It got really loud, really noisy. And people... Of course, you know, in a pandemic, in an economic downturn, we have to get innovative. But what I saw happening in the coaching industry was a lot of volume and noise and other people doing what I was doing, which is great. And I started to find referral partners. And there are all these new business coaches who are coming with like their spark and really teaching the same principles that I was teaching around building every business as a relationship build business. How do you grow your audience on social media? And that coupled with my own maturation or maybe evolving relationship with the internet (laughs) inspired me to take a look at what might be next for me. And this is what everyone can take note of, get pen and paper. If you're thinking about making a change or quote unquote pivoting, I don't like that word, but that's really what we did here is I interviewed my favorite people, the clients that I loved, that had been with me for a long time, that had gotten the most results. I liked them and they got great results. And I was really honest, which I think took a lot of setting my ego aside, right? Like, okay, I want to know from you. I'm not, I don't know everything, even though I've taught you a lot. So I set aside my ego and I started to ask, what do you actually come to me for? Is it really like the business coaching and the things that I'm marketing, like make money online and be a coach and work your dream life, all that? And they told me a resounding no. And this is something that I think happens in every single business, but a lot of people miss it. 
you often are talking to two different audiences. Your real audience of like who's watching you and who's understanding you and your desired audience. And I found I was just talking to people who they were coming to me for the wrong things because in my actual audience, in my actual coaching program, we were talking about things like delegating and building your team, what that leadership looks like to build a team and the ways that um, content marketing can help you scale a business, not just start a business, but scale to the masses, scale to bigger size audiences. And so with all of this data... Uh, in mentorship, of course, this is always with a coach and someone who's got my back. I decided that the real need that my ideal clients had, not the clients that I had already talked to for five years and were just getting started, but the ones I really loved and I really wanted to work more with, didn't need me to be their coach. They needed their marketing to take the back seat so they could take the front seat in their coaching business. Because it's true, every you know you have to market any business. There's some sort of raising awareness, telling people what you're up to. But what these coaches that I loved were running into was that they were spending way more time doing their marketing and talking to me about their marketing and then going and doing what I taught them to do. But they weren't even coaching and doing the things that they loved as much anymore. And so this is where I said, all right, I don't need to be the professor and teach you all how to do it. Once you get your business to a certain level, I can come in and do done for you copywriting and marketing. And I made that decision in January of this year. And the business has grown exponentially. My joy. <laughs> it's just, it's really um, kind of snowballed. And that tells me that it was in perfect alignment for me. Awesome. I love that. So, can you explain what done for you copywriting is? What does it look like? What it looks like is a three step process where I'm not just a copywriter. You all know you can go in and like hire a VA to like type up a little bio about you on Upwork for five bucks. That's great. They can totally do that. But my intention is to help you make content that will convert into clients. So the first three-step process, the first step is strategic alignment. So a lot of times we're hustling doing marketing and it's not working because something is off. Like we're just not aligned. And so if you think about this like a triangle, my team and I do a deep dive into the coach's personality, one. Number two, their target audience and what their actual needs are. And then three, their program. So one of the coaches, her name is Joy that I work with. Um, she was having like 15K months. She was like enrolling people into her vocal coaching program. It was like going really well enough, right? But she was having no fun no fun at all. And she felt like I, this is hard work and I'm just marketing. Uh, you know, once they get in the program, that's great. But all this other stuff is like really hard. Okay. That's a, that's a red flag, folks. It shouldn't feel hard. So what we discovered was that Joy's personality is deep. Okay. She goes one-on-one. -on -one. She like, she needs to be in a one-on-one -on -one setting because of her strengths. We did all the human design things. Right. And here she was trying to run this like automatic group program. So she wasn't actually even fulfilled running her program because she wasn't the right um, offering. So we switched her into one-on-one -on -one programming um, that met the right needs for her ideal client. But this is that kind of like crawling into your business to really make sure before I even go write copy, are we selling the right thing for you and for your people, right? So we do that with personality tests on the coach. 
and um, search engine optimization data that my team gleans from the internet SEO so we can already understand what people are looking for. Then we just make sure that all fits together. Ready for step two? Awesome. Yeah, step two. Step two is copy. This is where we write words on Google documents that you can copy and paste for captions on your Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, YouTube, your mama's house, whatever platform you're hanging out on. We will write and use you know, our strategy that we've learned from years of marketing to help you attract and convert your ideal clients. And I call this copy because we actually put copy on the page. But the intention here, again, is strategic. In marketing, it's not about constantly coming up with new shiny objects or sexy ideas or changing things to get people to pay attention to you. It's about finding what works and doing more of it, copying it. So when we write copy, we write copy for a whole month and we test a few things, different ways of doing a call to action, different ways to agitate your people's problems. Like there's a lot that can go into making copy. Yeah, it's a full-time job to be a copywriter, right? But my intention for you is to find what works and double down on it so that we can move into the third phase, which is autopilot. And this is where we can create your annual marketing strategy. So you literally set it and forget it. You're not worried about what am I posting tomorrow? Because we've done step one and two, all that back work is done so that our clients literally pull up a Google document they see Tuesday, November 30th, copy, paste, post to Instagram, or they have their team do that. And then they're getting messages, they're getting DMs, they're getting comments back that they then plug into their sales process because marketing should not be 80% of your energy. But I know most coaches are putting 80% of their energy into marketing instead of coaching, enrolling, upgrading current clients, making a new program, doing all the other things that are possible once the marketing is taken care of. So strategic alignment, copy, autopilot, doing that annual marketing plan and making sure your team can just run with what needs to get done. Awesome. I love that. And it sounds like it's really focused on uh, creating the synergy between the programs you offer and the clients that you serve and then speaking their language so that they say, yes, this is exactly what I'm looking for, which means it could take some testing. It could take some back research and looking up, you know, what are people searching on Google and what are the words that they're using so you can create the content that directly fits their needs. Yes, Denise, that is my literal goal with every client. It's like, I just want your people to say, yes, oh my God, that's me. I need this, right? And it takes all of us working together with your audience, with who you are as an individual and what you're about. And then the strategy of marketing, which you don't have to master. You can spend five years figuring it out and testing it on yourself, but we like to speed up that process for you. Yeah. And so do you do Facebook ads or pay-per-click stuff or are you mostly organic? Mostly organic. We have a few clients that are in the position that they're really just like growing their audience. But I'm the type that likes to pay real people like organic, like have your team or have you, you know, getting in there and building relationships with real people as I would rather just not throw my money at that machine, right? Especially for coaches who have a really personalized program. You want to like the people that you're going to work with, right? So we do run ads for a few clients and it's more around audience growth and awareness, right? If you just want people to watch your podcast, get to know you over time, that's where ads can be really helpful. If you're looking to fill a program, 
book clients, let's talk organic. Yeah. Right. Because you really, I mean, it's that relationship that like know and trust factor that really gets them to say yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, Denise, if you came to me and you said I have 50 grand to test how I can make a Facebook ad build me relationships and feel like it's real and intimate and that whole funnel, we can play that game. Right. Like people do that. Right. Like that's what Tony Robbins is like doing with all his coaching stuff right now. But most of us want a more cost effective way to build that relationship. And when you have more time, you as the coach, when you have more time to go actually facilitate relationships, build strategic partnerships, ask for referrals, do all of those other organic things because you're not marketing. We see our clients' businesses double in the first six weeks of six months of working with us. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So tell me about your, yeah, as you said, kind of pivot, you know, that transition. Was it hard for you to do? Was it hard for you to kind of let go and move to the next thing? Yes and no. You know, I find in my life that like things seem to all happen in one minute, but they've been slowly building, right? Like even back when I pivoted out of my nine to five, it surprised everyone around me because I literally walked into my supervisor's office and I was like, and it's been great, but this will be my last two weeks. And she was just like, like, you know, but in myself, I had been doing so much navigating and soul searching. I was on my yoga mat all the time, figuring that stuff out. So I think it was a long time coming that coaching wasn't going to be where I was going to live forever. Um, So I still haven't broken up with all of my coaching clients, (laughs) right? So what made it easy, what made it easy was a layered approach, okay? So this is how it was different than just quitting my job and saying, bye, I'm going to figure out something else, okay? I don't recommend that, especially if you're like have a family or a mortgage or other things that you're thinking about. So what made this pivot easier for me than just quitting everything was a layered approach where I phased clients out. I tested offers. I asked close people, what do you think about this? I only did referrals at the beginning to like make sure that I could, that this would work. And I loved it. And luckily for us, it evolved in the last year to to work really well. But my advice for people is not to just like make some big announcement and go put on social media like, today I'm no longer a coach or ta-da, I quit. But to test some things in the background, you know, use those close partnerships that you have, ask your mentors, test some things out and trust that those big, those big changes never feel quite as big to everyone else as they do. You know, like it's a bigger deal to me to be a copywriter now than everyone else because I phased people into it. And it was really interesting, Denise, that a lot of the coaches that I had been coaching when I asked them, when I involved them in this process, they became copywriting clients. So this is advice for anyone who's thinking about adding an offer or changing your business model. Talk to the people who you're already with. They might need what you're thinking about. <laughs> they might be that same client. You know, That same person might be your next client. So that's what made it feel um, easier for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's super helpful. And I think it's interesting to look at, to take a look at your current people and say, all right, what is the biggest need you have? We've already done so much of the work. You already have launched your businesses. I've taught you a lot. We've worked together for a while. What is the biggest thing you still need? And then you're able to create a program that fit that 
need, which was really a natural step for that relationship to go. Because like you mentioned, they might not need a business coach forever. Their next step was like, all right, we need someone to actually help us with the side of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is true for anyone. And the advice my mentor gave me was don't try to plant a new garden. Foster the garden you've already planted. Because in five years of working with people, I was pretty well connected with coaches. You know, because at one point I was like, I could copyright for like all these different businesses that I love. I could do travel blogging. I could, I love Mexican businesses and I live in Mexico. So I, I could do that. And, and my mentor said, tend to the garden you already have. What are these coaches, these people you like? Because the cool thing about being your own boss is you get to choose who you work with. So I liked coaches. They liked me. They were in front of me. Let me talk to them. And I think getting out of my own head was the way that this grew so quickly. My mentor told me, go call them today. Go call three people today and ask them. I would have sat with my journal and meditated and manifested and tapped and did all the woo-woo stuff for months. But it was getting into that immediate action and talking to real people that kept this process enjoyable, smooth, and possible. Yeah. I feel like getting feedback, I found getting feedback from people is one of the juices that keeps me going. You know, when I hear from people that what I'm doing is helpful or they're getting a result or yes, this is what they need. Let's do it. You're you're in community working with them, getting that immediate feedback. Uh, it's not as easy to like create a whole program in isolation and then be oh. like, do you want it? <laughs> so I created yeah. my whole group program with a beta group and I just said, all right, I'm going to, we're going to create this together. And I had no idea what I had an, I had an idea, but I didn't have the whole thing figured out. But week after week, after week, I would answer their needs, you know, with that next lesson. And within three months, we had a program in real time with real people with real feedback. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good like tip for coaches, especially because we have learned so much, like in copywriting too. It was like, I know all of this stuff. Like I could do it this way. I could do it that way. I, I was thinking about making a course right in my own head. It was like all of this stuff. And then people were like, do it for me. Just, I don't even want to, I don't want to learn it. I don't want to think about it. Just do it for me. And I was like, all right, let me figure out how I can scale that. <laughs> right. It just, it, it helped me ask better questions. Right. Um, but yeah, that making it in real time is such a, that could save you six months if you just take Denise's advice right there. <laughs> well, and, and you're working again, if you're working with your people and you are answering the question they already have, like you've already won, you already know that there's a market for what you are providing. So yeah. what would you say has been a roadblock for you over the past, even during the coaching, you know, starting your coaching business and leaving your job? over your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, I would say three things that really boil down to one. So the three things were me, myself, and I. And what it really was about was mindset. Like It's so flippant annoying to hear that on the other side of this. I know because I listened to all the podcasts about strategy and business. And then it kept telling me about mindset. And I was like, I don't need mindset. But you guys, I needed mindset. And so definitely the daily commitment to mindset work has been the obstacle and the way, right? So what this looks like for me, and it has not always looked like this, it used to look like banging my head against the wall practically. But what this looks like for me now is a belief turnaround every single day. So this is Byron Katie, the work where you take a look at something you believe. This could be as simple as like, I like carrots. This could be as big as I'm never going to have a million dollar company. 
And you go through her steps where you basically examine like, are your thoughts true? Is it true that you like carrots? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. How do you feel when you believe that carrots, you like carrots? Oh, I feel this certain way. Then you, and you can go to thework.com and get this. There's an app called The Work. I do this every day to look at what I'm actually believing because you know, limiting beliefs are there. You know that there's like probably stuff in your way, but when you bring it down to the level of like a simple belief that I have about myself or life or carrots, okay, who, who am I when I believe that about myself? Then the big question that Byron Katie asks is, who would you be without that belief? Well, let's, let's, let's play big here, Denise. If I could never believe that I won't have a million dollar business again, if I didn't believe that, and I, then I would be uh, investing in higher level mentorship. I would be delegating the stuff that makes me cry. I would be taking bigger risks. I would be moving to Mexico because that's where I feel most expansive, right? And so doing the work, the mindset work, just one belief a day for the last... I mean, it hasn't been all five years, but for the last year has really been the way through my own upper limit. Because it isn't just one thing. It's just like that, that constant holding myself back, hesitating, being afraid, not putting myself out there that shows up in so many different ways. And so that's the answer and the solution to your question. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and you're exactly right. We are our own worst enemy. And at that second guessing, spinning our wheels, one step forward, two steps back, I don't know, what should I do? You know, all of that stuff stops us from truly confidently walking into that next step. So you guys check out Byron Katie, the work. Uh, those yeah. are great questions. And I, and it's like those stinking thinking thoughts, those negative beliefs, they're just, they're like a gnat. You know what I mean? Like swarming your head. They're always there. They're never necessarily going to go away unless we flip them and really plant a new belief. And so we can ignore them. We can think that it's going to go away on its own, but it, but it really won't until we take this action. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that there's, again, there's so many ways to like theorize these things, right? Like I, even like we were talking about with feedback or taking action, like there's all these cliches, you know, just do whatever. But I love the work and I love this like daily commitment to taking a look at what you're believing because it gets you in it, right? It's not a theory. It's not just like, let me listen to someone else telling me about their experience about it. I'm so glad you all are here listening to my experience and podcasts can be helpful. But this is literally a five minute practice of you just getting into your subconscious, like what is running your life? And when you pull them out one by one, you get to make the empowered decision. Look, I do like carrots and I have decided that for myself, not because I food, like diet culture or shame, right? Like I actually like carrots and I made that empowered decision, you know, same for you. Like, are you an imposter? Like make that decision for yourself. Don't let other people, society, random things you've picked up throughout your life, run, run the show. You, right. you can do that by this work. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. All right. Two last questions for you. Um, but before I ask, I know you have some templates for coaches mm, yeah. to use on social media that will help them to get clients. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, not everyone like is, you know, I've had commitment issues in my life too. Not everyone's ready for me to like crawl into your business and start looking at things and like giving you advice or doing things for you. So I pulled out my top three social media posts that have gotten dozens of our clients, clients, 
right? So these are three standout social media posts that you can literally copy, paste, and run with. They'll work on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, pretty sure Clubhouse, but I don't have real data over there. So check out those three social media posts. You can copy and paste at dreamlifeisreallife.com slash freebie. And let me know how it goes. I really love hearing from you and seeing your screenshots when you when you take that action. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And I think not only is not everybody a copywriter, but not everybody is a designer. Um, not everybody has the experience to go into Canva and quickly whip something up. And so I feel like any sort of support that uh, a coach needs, you guys are able to offer. So guys, check out the freebie um, with the free templates for coaches that actually convert. Uh, and I think that's the goal. We don't just want to post to post. We want to post to change people's lives, to enroll them into our programs and to get our products. So my last two questions, Hannah, are you have been an entrepreneur for more than five years, but not only that, you have quit your job, you have moved to Mexico, you have really grown and I would say scaled yourself, elevated yourself over the past five years. What would you say are some books or podcasts that have been game changers for you on this journey? Number one book that brought us together in our own little way here is The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. That's really what gave me the what to do today, right? Not just the idea or the theory or like the feel good stuff, but like this is what I need to do today to move closer to my goals. That's the book. I don't even want to like waste your time with other ones if you haven't read that book. Um, highly recommend that. And then as far as podcasts, I admittedly have shifted to embarrassing things like crime mysteries and <laughs> like, uh, behind the scenes with like Adele and Oprah. Those kind of podcasts are what I listen to. But I was when I was just starting out, and I don't even know where this is at anymore. But there's a guy named Tommy Baker who runs the Resist Average podcast. And he has like a book and an academy and all this stuff. Uh, I have no idea how I stumbled upon him. But I remember listening to Resist Average on my bike ride commute. I used to open up a gym at 5am in San Francisco. Like crazy. Um, he would just say little nuggets in there that helped me truly resist average and let go of some of those old beliefs about who I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing. So see what see what Tommy Baker is up to. I think this is a great place to be. I also have a podcast called The Dream Life is Real Life Podcast where wonderful people like Denise join me to, to share their stories. But that's what I got. I love that. And you know, the success principles for me was a huge game changer. We did a come as you will be party with my team the year that we hit the top of the company. And I really do feel like it was that party and the prep for that party that I learned from success principles that helped us to catapult to that next level. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so then my final question is you as an entrepreneur, and again, all of us, we're giving, we're working to stay in kind of peak performance in the zone, in flow mode, in order to get the best results for ourselves and for our clients. What is one thing you do every day that you wouldn't live without? Okay, I was going to say silence, like whether it's a minute or whatever, like I do try to do some like meditation and silence. But like every day that I wouldn't live without my little like Sagittarius brain is going crazy. Like that's too big of a question. Like I can't make a forever claim like that. 
So I was like going to go to water, like drinking clean water is like that thing. Um, But really, I think spending some time with yourself, with your thoughts, whether it's the belief turnaround or silence or just like tuning out the screen, tuning out other voices, it's been huge for me. And I aim to do it every day. I could probably live without it, but I wouldn't be who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like, I could do without it or I could be without it, but I don't want to. (laughs) Awesome. 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 (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for sharing your wisdom, for continuing to say yes to that spark inside as you continue to evolve. Um, You're giving permission to everybody that you're around to continue to resist average and evolve as well. You guys check out the free template for coaches at dreamlifeisreallife.com slash freebie. That will be in the show notes below. Check out her post that actually helps people get clients because that's what we're here for. We're not here just to hang out on social media. We're not here just to, you know, be loud and amongst the noise. We're here to grow um, our income while making an impact. And that is what Hannah helps you to do. So thank you so much, Hannah, for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.